0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, or by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Support for this podcast comes from Frito Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito com.
3: What's shaking, Red Nation? It is Jeremy Brenner with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, um, of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, though, this is a episode number 300 of the dream take i wish we were talking about a better game on such a milestone occasion uh but congrats to 300 episodes uh mr michael brown of the dream take that doesn't include the 100 we did for harden my take so 300 400 nonetheless a muzzle to you a major muzzle to you as well sir I
4: realized that after we did the show, or I did the show last night, I was like, look, it's
3: episode 400 slash 300. I couldn't let you do it alone. No, of course not. Of course not. Um, and so, I mean, look, let's just get this out of the way for tonight. I, I, I came into this show. I'm like, I want to talk about Shangun. I want to talk about Tari. So those are the bright spots for tonight. But let's get, let's get the the government stuff out of the way, the things that you got to talk about, but you don't want to, but you got to, because that's what we do here at the dream take. And we got to, we got to talk about it. So Rockets fall one thirteen ninety five. Honestly, could have been worse. I hate to say that as well, but only an 18 point loss. Uh, the Rockets were trailing by 20 plus for a good chunk of this game. Uh, but Tara Eason led all Rockets with 18 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, Shangun had a decent night, 14 points, six rebounds, seven assists. Uh, Jabari Smith, 14 points for him, KJ, 14 points as well. Other than that, not too much. Jalen struggled tonight, six only six points for him. Um, two of nine shooting. Um, you know, Ty Ty 10 off the bench. Okay, I guess we could celebrate that. Josh Christopher got his first start of the season tonight, uh, seven points for him in 19 minutes. Decent minutes from him, but we've seen better from, from Gup. Uh, going to the Cavs. 26 from Garland led all scorers, one of six scores in double figures, uh, 21 and 10 for Evan Mobley, 14 and 10 for Jared Allen, 15 points off the bench from Dean Wade. You know, Dean Wade, I do want to bring that up at some point during the episode because, you know, Dean Wade had four threes uh, and Darius Garland had five threes and the Rockets as a team had five threes. So I think that's a big reason why the Rockets lost this game, Mike. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> look,
4: Rockets played tonight. Correct me if I'm wrong. No Jay Sean Tate. No Eric Gordon. Correct. No, correct. No Kevin Porter Jr. Correct. I, I, I'm trying not to be just blatantly mad at the coaching staff tonight because it's hard. It's hard to play. Cleveland's
3: good, man. Like Cleveland can play. And they played tonight without. And they did. They did. Cleveland didn't have Donovan Mitchell tonight, who was an all star starter. Yeah. (laughs) What a season he's had. They could have won this game. Um,
4: They could have won this game by 60
3: points. And I'm not, that's not a joke. I I would, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dispute that. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how bad it is, man. And
4: it, we'll get into this, I'm sure, as the show goes on. Where's Usman Garuba? we're just not going to play Garuba. We're not going to play Tai Tai for what three straight games. He hasn't played. And then tonight Garuba
3: must have been hurt tonight. There's no way that, you know, you don't play Garuba in a game like this, where the Rockets have to play a team that's, you know, just super big. Yeah.
4: I mean, there was, he was on the medical bike in the tunnel during the game. So I don't know if he was hurt it does, ESPN didn't confirm it, and there was no confirmation before the game if he was hurt. How much did he play last night? Uh, he didn't play last night. He was, DNPC, he he was officially night. a DNPCD last night. And this is, this is the problem, Jeremy, is I don't even care that they lost tonight. The loss doesn't bother me at all. It's how they lost. Mm-hmm. And they got embarrassed tonight. And it's, it's bad. Yeah, well
3: – there, there was a lineup there at one point during the game that I think contends mm. for mm. the worst five men that they could have possibly churned out, and Ty Ty, I saw Nicks, Garrison Matthews, Tari mm. Eason. I'm sorry, Tari. Mm. Tari's the the one player on this on this group of five that I think has some staying power in Houston, and Bruno, and I'm just like. Well, of course you're going to lose. Like how can you expect to win with that lineup? You're like, "Yes." You like, "Yeah, that that that's the lineup that's going to win us this game." And you know, it that lineup came like right after the right after the starters kind of went to the bench and the Rockets were, you know, they were with with the Cavs like that first little run of 8 minutes or so, you know, the the Rockets held held, you know, held up with the Cavs. I think it was like a 4-point four point game at that point, And then they trotted out that lineup and that's when the game got out of hand.
4: Yeah, man. It's, it's the, the lack of awareness by this coaching staff that just dumbfounds me because you're yeah. going to have guys, you're going to have guys in and out of the lineup. I get it. night, second night of a back-to-back tough loss last night to Washington. I get it. But your coaching staff is still there. And it's up to the coaching staff to play the right combination of guys that you have, which tonight, Jeremy, let's look at the minute allocation tonight, right? Jabari played
3: 19 minutes tonight. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't know if we can really look at the minutes allocation tonight as like a a fair assessment only because it was, as you said, it was the second night of a back-to-back. As you said, you know, the game was out of hand for a while. There was some garbage time at the end you know so i think had the game been a little bit closer uh, jabari would have gotten more minutes i think josh Christopher would have seen more minutes jalen green would have gotten more minutes all of the starters would have would have played more had had this game been closer um, but you know there was just no reason to i mean it's second half of a back to back you're not going to win the game you know you're not going to win the game and it's just yeah so like i that's like the one thing with, with silas and the coaching staff that i can't like i can't point the finger at them like, like these are the players you got, and like Dacian Nix does not belong in the NBA. Ty Ty Washington, in very very um, oh. unique circumstances, mm. could belong in the NBA. I think that unique circumstance would be on a team with a bunch of veterans. I don't think that's the Rockets. Uh, Bruno, love the guy, not on an NBA roster for much longer. I, I fear. Garrison Matthews, again, a fringe guy, you know, maybe two-way, maybe not. And, and the, reason, the reason he's there is because he's, he helps base the floor and he's a three-point specialist. And the Rockets need, like, three more of those guys that, you know, can do more than just shoot. But, like, that's the thing, Mike, is, you know, last night, I think they made, what, like, five threes. And then again tonight, only five threes. And you're seeing Darius Garland match that just by himself. No wonder you're losing these games. I mean, so that's the thing, though. With with Shen Goon, like, if you put Shen Goon up there and you get him four shooters, that that is arguably one of the best possible lineup combos I can think of in the NBA. And look, look, I'm, I'm serious, Mike. Yes. You, you, look, Shen Goon, yes. Shen Goon's a great passer. He can also create for himself in the low block. If, if people are cutting to the rim, they can get... They can get buckets. That's why KJ's out there. That's why Tari's out there. You know, those guys can, can create and play well with Shingun. But if you, get, if you get shooters out there and Shingun draws these doubles, you, you, leave out, you, you leave these shooters out wide open. If they can work their way around the perimeter and get open, that, that's exactly what the Rockets need more of. And look, you, you have that expectation that Jabari Smith is going to turn into a plus shooter. You have that expectation that Jalen Green is going to turn into that plus shooter. Those guys are rookies and, and second-year players, and the consistency needs to get better, and and, and it will. I, I feel like it will. It's still really early in both their careers, but you need also established guys, and especially next season when you don't, you probably won't have control of that top pick. You need ex- like established shooters around Shengun, and I feel like. Like, I feel like there is potential there. You see it with Sengun. You can see it with Tari. You've seen pieces of a team that could come together to form something really nice. Um, but unfortunately, uh, it didn't come tonight.
4: Well, you're not wrong. I'd, you and I can debate this until the cows come home. The Rockets just had a chance to get one of those guys that you're talking about. Kendrick Nunn would have been a great Rocket.
3: <laughs> I'm uh-huh. gonna hurt he's exactly I mean, that's the thing Mike is I agree with you that Kendrick Nunn would be good but that's the thing is Kendrick Nunn is not a great player but he would be a lot better than what we have
4: well but that's my but you just described the type of guy that you could have gotten him in an Eric Gordon deal to the Lakers but the problem is it's exactly what you were talking about this front office sucks at their job sorry overall they've made some decent moves but this is what you get when you have a yes man as a GM and an awful head coach is you get performances like tonight more
3: often than not. They didn't even put up a fight tonight, Jeremy. I no, mean, they didn't. But, but I also think you got to define the job that the front office has been set out to do. Fair. And that's something that we've talked about in the past. Fair. You know, Is this front office's job to put out the worst team imaginable or are they actually trying and failing? And mm. the thing is, if they're doing the former, they're doing a great they're doing a great job. GM of the oh, year, GM of the year. But if they're trying for the second part, uh, it's definitely not it. And nights like tonight, when you're throwing out Ty Ty and Knicks and and that lineup, like you can't you can't be serious. Like this is this is the first night I think. Like, I mean, it it probably isn't the first night, but this is like. Probably the most deliberate, that's probably the most deliberate tank lineup we've seen all year long.
4: Yeah. And the thing about it is my problem with a night like tonight, Jeremy, and you and I, between you and I, we either both are watching every single one of these games. One of us is watching every one of these games is either play Ty Ty consistently or don't play him. Stop this every other game he gets six
3: to 12 minutes. It doesn't work. That Either. was my biggest criticism of drafting Ty Ty in the first place was that there would just be no, be no playing time for him. And that's the thing is, you know, that's uh, why Christopher wasn't playing a whole lot. So like, it's, it's like they kind of like at fir- at the beginning part of the season, Knicks was the one getting those minutes. Yeah. And then for the longest time, Knicks was getting those minutes and then Ty Ty was balling out in the G league. And it got to a point to where you had to play Ty, Ty. So Then Ty Ty was getting those minutes and he, and he wasn't, Well, he wasn't horrible. He was better than Knicks, but he wasn't doing anything special. And then it seems like something clicked with Josh Christopher, and now Josh Christopher is getting those minutes. And I think, honestly, out of the three, Josh Christopher is probably the one I'd rather have. We've also seen more of Josh Christopher than any of the three, but I think that I would say this. I think that Josh Christopher has the most upside for an NBA player, but I think that Ty Ty represents more of what the Rockets actually need is, is just a point guard and and he's not a great point guard. That's the thing. But I think in terms of what, like what need he fills, I feel like at this point with Kevin Porter out, you know, Ty Ty is probably your best option at at point guard at this point. Well, it's because he's a natural point. Well, yeah, that's the thing, but Christopher is the best player out of the field.
4: For sure. And long-term, do I think that Ty-Ty and Josh Christopher both have a role on this team? Jeremy, I would say yes. Because really? I think mean, a guy – well, a
3: guy like – look. I don't. Not Ty-Ty. Not well, no, and, and Christopher I, maybe if if the cards go in his favor, which considering the fact that so many more picks are coming in, it's only going to be a matter of time before Josh Christopher gets knocked out of the rotation as well.
4: Well, for sure. But I think that a guy like Ty-Ty, he's a
3: natural backup point guard. He's DJ Augustine. I think he He has the potential to be that. But the thing is, Ty Ty needs veterans around him to make plays. Like he can set those players up, but the other players got to make those plays and the Rockets don't have those.
1: Support for this podcast comes from Macy's. Macy's Inc. is making a major commitment to create a more equitable and sustainable future through its enterprise wide social purpose platform. Mission Everyone. Through Mission Everyone, Macy's is directing $5 billion of the company's spend through 2025 to support diverse owned businesses and retail development programs. That spend will also be directed to grant funding to advance human rights, racial justice, workforce development, and economic opportunity. Macy's is working in partnership with important organizations, including the Human Rights Campaign, National Urban League, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, the Trust for Public Land, and the Jed Foundation and National Alliance on Mental Illness. When all of our voices are heard, when everyone gets a seat at the table, real progress is possible. To learn more about how Macy's Inc. is supporting a brighter future with bold representation for all, check out Macy's.com purpose. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger as 6 months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lifting contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit juvederm.com. That's j u v e d e r m.com.
3: Players that Tai Tai can set up nicely for, you know, there there are some, but it's well, it's yeah. not consistent enough. It's not, you know, big enough, and it's, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate. I think Tai Ty Tai a. I think Tai Tai has potential to be a great player. You saw like fifty three in the G League is no joke. Um, I mean, it's the G League, but you know, dropping fifty anywhere is is impressive, especially in a professional league. Um, but you also got to take into account that. What? he's just, the, the team around him is just not a good fit for him at all.
4: No, it's not. And
3: say that about a lot
4: of these players, say that about Shangoon,
3: say that about, you know, Jalen, you can say that about a whole bunch of these guys. It's just, but that's the thing though, is, you know, the Rockets have now had two off seasons. They're now have a third um, of just accruing the talent, seeing what sticks and then going from there. And they've tried multiple opportunities. You know, to stick guys in in hero moments. Um, we've seen it with Kevin Porter, where he hasn't had too many great hero moments. We've seen it with Jalen Green. We know, I think Jalen's probably the most naturally gifted player that the Rockets have. Um, and now we now we're starting to see with Shengoon. And I feel like with Shengoon, the way that he plays has the most staying power with the Rockets. And now now that the Rockets are in a position to where they know their personnel a little bit better. Now they're trying to win a little bit more. You want to be able now I think they should really look into who they have and build around those guys. And Shengun is the guy you got to build around. Mike, it's it's at this point I've seen enough of a sample size from Shengun to know that this dude is for real legit. Better than look, I was listening back to the first episode where we had Shengun what are you gonna say? What are you, finish what
4: you're gonna say. Better than what? what Better are you than say? I thought he
3: would be. Okay,
4: I thought you were gonna compare him to somebody, and no, I didn't no, know no, no, if no, I no. have to jump out of my no, seat. No, 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 no. Okay. Well,
3: I don't, I don't want to put a comparison on Moon because I, I don't, we, like, we don't know how good he can get. This is he, this is him at age 20. Who knows? In five years from now, Mike, in 2028, he's 25 years old. That might not even be his prime. Yeah, look. I don't want to say like obviously I, the Jokic not... comparison is out there, but I also don't want to put that pressure on Shengun because three straight MVPs, if if he wins this one, is simply just not a bar that can be reached in my opinion. Jokic is a once in a forever player, um, and and, and the fact that he plays like that shows how Jokic is kind of shaping the league. But I do think that that's like the archetype he can serve. And I think what we've seen already is even with the lackluster players around him or the half-baked players around him, including himself, he's half-baked. But he's doing a lot with a little. And I want to see what he can do with a lot around him. And that's the thing is once these, once these players come in, once these picks but come you know in what about and they say. grow, the sky's the limit for Shingun.
4: But you know what I'm about to say, right? You you know where I'm gonna take this conversation. Why haven't the Rockets
3: been winning with him?
4: Mm, it's part of it. My here's my big question to you. Would you bet the future of the franchise on Alper and Shangun's shoulders? Yes. Yes.
3: You would. Yeah. Okay. I, I would. I, 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 at I, at I, this would. point, Mike, the last the last two weeks, I've seen enough. I, I would be I would put money. I'm not a betting man, but I would put money that Alper and Shangun is is in the starting five the next time the Rockets are good again. The, ne- the, next, the next Rockets What's playoff it? game. The next Rockets playoff game, Alperin and Shingun is a starter.
0: Yeah.
4: I, here's, here's what scares me. Here's the biggest thing that scares me if I'm a Rockets fan, is what you just said. What happens if they do get Vic? You really think that Shingun's game is going to continue to develop with him and Vic in the front court? They'll figure it out. you got to nah, figure nah, it nah, out. That's not my question, though. That's not my question. You, do you, Jeremy Brenner, think, you sort of answered it, but not really. There's no way he can
3: continue to develop this if you put another superstar big man up front. It's not possible. I think Shingun will be able to adapt his game around okay. Vic. I do. And, and the, thing is, That's, the thing is, Vic's a guy that, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of Vic tape, but I would like to see kind of what, Vic, uh, what his teammates do. And I'd like to see, you know, because chances are, I mean, I know that there's a couple of guys on that team that have NBA potential outside of Vic, but we know Vic is just this like, you know, super, super monster creator, 7'4", can can play like a guard, all that. Um, But having a guy like, like Shingun could really, you know, do wonders for him because Shingun is a creator and he's a facilitator. And that would be, a, and, and then you don't need Victor Wimbenyama to do all of that. So it, it's look, I'm I don't want to think about much about the future because obviously, yes, the future is hinging a lot on where the Rockets end up in this draft. Um, but I tell you this, Shengun will figure it out, and he will be part of this next great Rockets team. I believe it. He's just too good. He's too talented to not. I don't work. I don't know.
4: I, I don't know, man. Because there's something about him, man. There's I, I've applauded him. You and I haven't done many shows together recently. On the shows that I've done individually, I, I give him all the credit in the world. I think he's definitely mm-hmm. getting better. There's no doubt about that. The problem is still, and I've seen people say it doesn't matter, he's not good defensively. Gotta count at some point. Because what he's doing offensively. Nearly every night he's giving up, not by himself, he's a big part of giving it up defensively because not only him, but the rest of his teammates are not picking it up defensively. So my problem with him currently, people are saying, not only you, there's a ton of people. I'm definitely in the minority here. I definitely acknowledge that. But I asked, would you bet the franchise on this guy? I ain't betting the franchise on him. There's not a shot in hell you could get me to do that. I want him to be a part of the
3: team, no doubt. I think by the end of the season, Mike, you will, or at least, or at least by this time next year, you will, because Maybe, potentially. I think. Look, like, and yes, the defensive um, lapses are an issue, but the the first eight minutes of this game, the defense was there. He had a couple blocks. Couple couple deflections, couple steals. Like he's active defensively. And and I think with Shang-Goon, obviously, yes, there is, you know, but he can I he can grow that and he will. Um and the thing is, if you get a Victor Wembinama, if you get another guy like that, he might not have to be the paint protector. Which I mean, you know, and, and who knows how he'll be on the perimeter. But but when Banyu is not a rim protector though. That's the thing. That's the misnomer. I mean, Victor wanyama has got huge hands. He can figure out how to protect the rim in the NBA. I but really he has do. to play. But he's a perimeter guy. He likes playing on the perimeter. He can be both. He can be both in my he, eyes. He, he could, but learning how
4: to play, learning how to become a rim protector in the NBA is nearly
3: impossible. You know how hard that is to do that? Well, Shengun's learning how to do it right now. He's not any good at it, and
4: he's in his second year. In his second year, I get it. Mike, he's only 20, not you. Other people, I get it, 100%. But we continue to have this conversation, just like we, you and I have had this conversation since we did this show. KPJ, not a point guard. He's in year three, still not a point guard. Shangun will never be a rim protector in this league, which is okay. That's fine. You don't necessarily need him to be. But if you're not going to have that, and when Benyama's is not that type of guy either. You got a real problem in the front court, even if you get Vic. That's what no one's talking about. I'd much rather, no, I don't want to say that. Let me ask you this, Jeremy. Would you rather have Victor Wen Benyama or Scoot Henderson if you had the number one pick? Who would you take?
3: You would? Victor wen Yeah, there's way, way, like, we're, we're not seeing a player like him ever. I got but, you. Like, yeah, no, it's fair. Who's be- okay, if, let, me
4: ask you, if, let me ask you a follow-up question. Who's better for this
3: okay. roster, Vic or Scoot? The thing is, and and this is where we'll leave, this is where we'll end the show. But I think Scoot is a better fit for the current roster. Like I Bingo. think I think I think he's a better fit for guys like Jalen. I think Shangoon would 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 jive with him pretty well. I think he would help the current guys in the roster amplify the current version of themselves. However. You put Wemby on this team, and you immediately move your focus to him and the players around him: Shangoon, Jalen, Ari, Jabari. All those guys are going to have to adapt their games around Wemby, and that's and that's for any team that gets him. I mean, you have a seven-four guy that plays like Kevin Durant; like you have to play around him. Like that's like any team that gets him will mold their offense around him and just their whole. Franchise around him, Scoot would be a a very solid pickup, and he will. I, I think the Rockets might have an easier time next year with Shang-Goon. but or no, sorry, with with Scoot. But I think long term there might be a higher ceiling with Wemby. But that's 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 where we'll park the rocket ship for tonight. Good discussion here, even on a rough. Oh. rough loss uh what was it i don't even it was a what 115
4: they lost by 40 they lost,
3: <laughs> no, no, they, they lost by 400 because this is the 400th <laughs> episode of the They've dream been... take slash harden my take and we wouldn't be here without you listeners you loyal loyal listeners thank you so much uh for tuning in this episode and every episode of the dream take be sure to follow us on twitter at the dream take at dream take. Uh, excuse me whoa my voice is all screwed up, but let me let me rewind, start that one over. You can follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take, and at Dream Shake SBN. You can also head over to our Facebook page, give us a like over there. Head over to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. We'll be back on Saturday for another episode. Rockets Pistons. Tank off Mike. Who we got? I, I, <laughs>
4: I hate that term so much. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't care. Rockets for the culture. Can we tie? Can we we just... Can we tie? Uh, no. I mean, I hope they win. I'm never going to root against them to lose, so... It's
3: the last game of January. We got to come out of January with at least more than one
4: win.
3: God, how crazy is that? They've won one game in January. Brutal, brutal month. But be sure to follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at... Brown underscore 2020. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode of The Dream Taken for the 400th time. Go Rockets!
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.